Welcome, friends, to my Discipleship Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Chu, and each episode is designed to build your faith and help you discover your purpose in life. Now, enjoy today's message. Chapter 5, Number 2, Work The Bible says in Genesis 2 and verse 15, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it. The man was living in this amazing garden and having fellowship with God. Adam was given the responsibility to work in the garden. God, by nature, is a worker and not lazy. We could see in Genesis 1 that God was very busy creating the heavens and the earth. Then in Genesis 2, God took a time of rest from all the incredible work of creation. It says in Genesis 2, verses 1 through 3, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. The very nature of God being a worker was placed inside of a man. Genesis 1 and verse 26 says, God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. This leads us to the next essential element of a real man. He must work. Men, you must have a job and have a strong work ethic. Don't be lazy. I'm tired of hearing stories of lazy husbands that take advantage of their good-hearted and hard-working wives. Proverbs 13 and 4 says, Lazy people want much but get little, but those who work hard will prosper. 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 10 says, Whoever refuses to work is not allowed to eat. Let me be clear that I'm not saying that a woman or a wife should not work. The Bible frequently references women having jobs, businesses, and working in the marketplace. My wife Melissa was successful in the business world before we got married, and today runs her own business. I'm so proud of her. She fits this scriptural definition of a Proverbs 31 woman beautifully. She contributes significantly to our household resources. I know men whose wives make many times more money than they do. I think that's great. Proverbs 31, verse 13 and 16 says, She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. God put Adam in the garden to work the garden. The word work in the original Hebrew is abad. It means to work by implication, to serve, and to till. God gave the man a job before he gave him a woman. I want to challenge men who are lazy to see that their work is a service to the Lord. The Bible says in Colossians 3, verse 23, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as though you were working for the Lord and not for people. He is a giver. The famous Bible verse in John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, 
so that everyone who believes in him may not die, but have eternal life. God proves his love for his people by being a giver. The Bible says in Genesis 2, verse 21 through 22, So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of man, and he brought her to the man. Now we see here in Genesis 2, verse 21 through 22, the man gave one of his ribs to create the woman. A husband, by divine nature, is called to be a giver to his wife. The woman receives life from the man. The man's body is physically designed to give, and the woman's body is designed to receive. Provider I give counsel to young men that are sincere followers of Jesus who are in love with a young lady, but they are not in a good financial position. I encourage them to wait, get out of debt, and get in a good financial standing. This will enable them to be a giver, a provider for his wife and family. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 5 and verse 8, But those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. Even the court of law understands that a man is responsible for providing for the family. In most cases, when a couple gets divorced, the judge will require the man to continue to be the provider by paying alimony and child support to the ex-wife. Financial pressure can put a tremendous strain on a new marriage. Here we go again talking about one of the big three areas of conflict in marriage, money, sex, and religion. How do you spend, save, and pay the bills? When two people come from different family economic backgrounds, there can be vast differences in handling finances. In today's society, it is very common for both spouses to work. Still, they make the mistake of living on a dual income budget. Then, when they get into the beautiful season of having children, they struggle to live on just the husband's salary if the wife decides she wants to stay at home. In most cases, it's my recommendation to live on the husband's salary and save the wife's salary for emergencies or extra non-essential items. Let me give you an example from my personal life. When Melissa and I dated, money was never an issue. If she wanted something, I would buy it. If I didn't have the money, I would figure out a solution. When we got engaged, I sold my golf clubs to buy her a wedding ring. One thing Melissa really likes is ice cream. When we were dating, I would treat her to ice cream all the time. After we got married, I remember going grocery shopping for the first time. We were in the freezer section, and she put several cartons of ice cream in the cart. I said, what are you doing? That's a lot of ice cream and it's quite expensive. Before marriage, I did not think about the cost of buying Melissa ice cream. I put her needs first, above my own needs. Then, once we got married, I was not able or willing to provide her the ice cream like I did when we were dating. I'm not saying that we should spend foolishly. God wants us to be wise stewards of our finances. Men, don't set yourself up for failure and give false expectations to your future wife. If you cannot provide for your wife financially, 
to a lifestyle she's accustomed to before she met you, this can cause some intense, uncomfortable discussions. You may have different opinions or methods in handling finances. Make sure you both come to some understanding, agreements, and solutions regarding finances before you get married. Become When God gave the man the responsibility to work in the garden, it was more than just a job to do. This was about the man discovering his purpose in life. God wanted Adam to become the person he created him to be. Within every man is a God-given dream that can impact his marriage, family, and this world. One of the problems in marriages is when the husband does not know his purpose in life. The woman was created by God to be a helper, as we see in Genesis 2.18. She is designed by God with wisdom and insight to help her husband with his assignment on the earth. Men, God wants to bring you an assistant to help you fulfill your dreams. If the husband has no vision, his wife is frustrated because she has nothing to help. Husbands, don't get upset and prideful when your wife tries to give you advice. Your wife is equipped by God, ready to help, sharp, intelligent, full of intuition, wisdom, energy, and ideas. A husband with no vision gets upset and blames the wife for being too aggressive, independent, or bossy. The wife will start to help herself or help someone else with their vision. Now we have two visions in the home. The word division means two visions. The family gets out of order because of division or two visions in the home. Ladies, be careful if you meet a man that can't pay his bills. Let me caution you not to marry a man without a job. He may not be successful in his career yet, but he must have the vision to accomplish his purpose on the earth. I'm saying that he should have a stable job with a living wage and know who he is in Christ. Of course, I am already assuming that you both genuinely love each other. Still, I'm trying to give you practical advice to consider before committing to a marriage. After all, marriage should be forever and should not be entered into lightly or in a cavalier fashion. It's serious business. Don't just marry a guy because he's good-looking, makes you laugh, or pleases your family. Those are all good things. But just consider what I've said. After all, what's the rush? Take the time to get it right. Work your land. Once a man discovers his purpose and becomes who God created him to be, it's important to stay focused. Don't get distracted or chase dreams that God did not give you. I love this principle of working the land God has given you. Proverbs 12 and verse 11 says, Whoever works his land will have plenty to eat but the one who chases unrealistic dreams has no sense. Proverbs 28 and 19 says, The one who works his land will have plenty of food, but whoever chases fantasies will have his fill of poverty. You must be content and give your full attention to the land, the job, career, and purpose that God has given you. It may not always be easy, but this is where God says He will provide for you. The blessing of your obedience and hard work will create a legacy for your family. The Bible says in Proverbs 13.22, 
a good man leaves an inheritance to his grandchildren. When I was 30 years old, I finally discovered God's purpose for my life on this earth. Before that, I just bounced around from job to job. God revealed that my purpose in life was to serve Him as a minister of the gospel to the nations. By the grace of God, it's been an honor to travel around the world, preaching the gospel and seeing lives changed. When I'm not preaching the gospel or spending time with my family, it's a good possibility to find me on a golf course. My favorite hobby is playing golf. I enjoy the sport and playing with my friends. I'm actually a decent golfer with a single-digit handicap. However, it would be an unrealistic dream if I came home and told my wife that I was quitting the ministry and pursuing a professional golf career. The land God gave me to work is serving in the ministry and not the golf industry. If I tried to become a professional golfer, my family would end up in poverty. I have been involved in leading men's groups for many years. One common theme is pornography and adultery. These two issues can cause torment and destruction to a person, marriage, and family. I spoke at a men's conference and many came to me for prayer. One was an older gentleman who was recently let go from his job at a Christian organization because he got caught using his work computer for pornography. When he told me this situation, the scripture came to my mind. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies will have their fill of poverty. Proverbs 28, 19. He mentioned that this is the third ministry he's been let go of because of this problem. He's been a Christian his whole life, graduated from seminary, a leader in the church, but has struggled in this area for a long time. His wife said she's finally had enough and is leaving him. I was extremely sad about his situation and prayed that God would restore him and his family. The problem was that God had given him a land, his wife, to have intimacy, but he chased fantasies of having sexual relations through pornography instead. He was reaping the poverty and destruction in his life. Incubator. God created women to help you fulfill your purpose. If you don't know your purpose, not only will you be frustrated, but this will also frustrate her. A woman by nature is like an incubator, and I don't mean just carrying a child in their womb, which is, of course, very important. The function of an incubator is to bring life, growth, and multiplication. A wife can incubate your ideas for your future, help you plan, strategize, organize, and execute those dreams. Don't get offended or frustrated if you have a brilliant wife who provides you with ideas and solution. Thank God for her. Maybe you don't know your purpose in life. You often question, why am I here on the earth? Don't worry, I have included a whole chapter titled Maximum Potential near the end of this book. Summary of Chapter 5 Number 2. Work. A real man must have a job and can provide for his family. A real man must know it's in man's divine nature to be a giver. A real man knows his purpose in life and stays focused. Thank you, friend, for listening to my discipleship podcast. You can visit my website and send me your prayer requests and feedback. 
And to get more of my discipleship resources, visit our website at www.nowhope.org. Until next time, I pray that you will stand strong in your faith 